Welcome to the Permission to Succeed podcast. This podcast is about learning from and being inspired by people who have been successful because they found what they were passionate about, created something special, and most of all, they gave themselves permission to go and do it. The genesis of this podcast is the inspirational lives of Muhammad Ali and Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and their world-changing impact. The Permission to Succeed podcast is brought to you by Advisorpedia, the best place advisors come to grow their minds and businesses. And now, please join your host, Doug Heikinen. Hello and welcome to the podcast. We're starting a new series on the podcast called The CMO Series drivers of revenue. And we're doing this to find out a whole slew of things, how people who run marketing departments got to where they are, how marketing has changed over the past couple of years, how do they work with sales, what the future of marketing is, and a lot more. We're excited to welcome our first guest to the series, Kelly Waltrick. She's had a couple of stops at very well-known firms, eMoney and Orion, and she now has her own firm intentionally that's already flying. Welcome, Kelly. Hi, thanks for having me. Thrilled to be here and thrilled to be your first guest. Me too. Let's jump right in. Yes. Many people associate marketing or that of the chief marketing officer as one that directs arts and crafts. It's not. So what is the job? Oh my gosh, nothing makes me angrier than to hear that. So we're off to a good start on this podcast, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, I would say the the job of the, the head of marketing has increasingly become to be a driver of revenue within an organization, especially at, at financial technology firms. So I think that as you're looking for your next marketing leader, um, your CMO, it needs to be someone who understands revenue generation, marketing, business development, and can sort of shape an organization in order to work along sales to drive that. Let's go back to you as a marketer. Did you set your sights on being a CMO and how did you acquire the tool set to get and do the job? That's interesting. I had a mentor very, very early on in my career who pointed out to me that there one, weren't enough women in this industry and two, that if you could understand the many facets of the business, you would be in such a position to exceed, succeed. So he helped me plot my way through this industry very intentionally. Um, so I spent time at an RIA. I spent time in the wealth management division of a bank. I spent time at a regional broker dealer. I spent time doing insurance and annuity underwriting. And then I moved my way into FinTech. So I really... And I sort of love to tell the story to, to people who are trying to figure out their career because it was a labor of love to do all those things and to try to figure out what I liked and what I didn't like. Um, and it was also very, very methodical in terms of I wanted to understand all the different ways that financial services firms serve end clients, how they do it through whether it be a financial advisor or direct to consumer and all of the different models so that I could be a weapon when I ultimately got to where I wanted to be. A weapon. That's pretty cool. When you do get the job, as you did in those couple of big organizations that we just that I mentioned earlier, how do you assess the situation given to you and then develop a plan with what you got and then where you're going? 
I think that's such a good question. And I've honestly made a lot of mistakes along the way in terms of how to handle that. I would say to all the marketing leaders or aspiring marketing leaders out there, the thing that you don't want to do is jump in and just start taking requests from the full organization. When I got to Orion, I remember like it was yesterday that everybody had been waiting so long for this role, was super excited about it. You know, there was a lead time up until I got there. And so I walked in the door and everybody wanted to do something. And of course I want, I aim to please. So uh, I started jumping in and, and knocking out things left and right with the different teams. And what I very quickly realized is you have to start by understanding the goals of the organization, figuring out how exactly you're going to resource against them, prioritizing what the most important things are that you need to accomplish in your role, and then putting blinders on almost to make sure that those are the things that you're focusing on. Um, so I would say the rest of my time, and as I moved into my, my leadership role at my new firm, I, I have been relentless to a point in terms of these are the goals that we're going after. These are the things I know we need to do to get there. And there's going to be some things that we can't do because they deter us or distract us from those goals. How do you mesh sales and marketing? It's such a key part of the marketing department and one many companies whiff on. Yes. I'm so passionate about this. I just wrote a blog about sales and marketing alignment on our Grow Intentionally website because I almost think that this is the single most important success lever a CMO can have. There are so many things that go, go into you know, how well you do at your organization, but being aligned with your sales leader has got to be at the top. I think that you need to start by knowing who they are, understanding their mentality around sales and marketing before you even start the job. You need to understand if they're data-driven, what they're looking at on a day-to-day -day basis, the value that they place on marketing. So you need to do your homework up front to know that this is someone that is going to be in your corner at all times and you are going to present yourselves as a team. I've been very lucky in my career, both at uh, eMoney and Orion, to have worked with phenomenal sales leaders. At eMoney, Drew DiMarino, and at Orion, Kyle Hyatt, we just decided very early on that I was going to have their back. They were going to have mine. We were going to work in perfect lockstep because it's the only way to do it. But as I'm consulting today, I see that that is not the norm at a lot of firms. Um, so I do encourage marketing leaders to one, do their homework up front and make sure that you have a similar mindset to your sales or marketing counterpoint part. And two, get really seriously aligned on the data as soon as you walk in the door. What are we looking at? How are we measuring success? What is your role? What is my role? And what are our SLAs to each other? What do I promise to you and you in turn promise to me? So in a lot of organizations, especially at Orion, and when I'm working with consulting clients, it's along the lines of, these are the business development opportunities that I am going to pass to you based on the goals that we've set forth. And in turn, I need to know that you are one, gonna reach out to these people very, in a very timely manner, manner. And two, you're gonna put a team in place that's gonna convert at least X of the good opportunities that we put in front of you. Because if we both do those things, it's a win for the business and it's a win for our teams. So much has changed over the past five years and especially the last two. Is there a new recipe for success? <laughs> 
I think at the end of the day, the recipe for success is identifying company goals, aligning your plans and tactics to and resources to those goals and being unapologetic about sticking to your mandate. I think that marketing is, if you think of, I mean, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but marketing is a catch-all. You know, you have, if you're in sales, you're doing sales and either you're inside sales, outside sales or sales operations. If you're in marketing, you're digital or you're creative or you're design or your content or your partner marketing. Or, I mean, I could go on forever. There are so many things that marketing oversees that you have to be really clear in what you're gonna focus on. So I think it's really important to me that the organizations that I walk into have a very clear understanding of what the mandate for their marketing team and leader is um, and that goals are measurably identified. Opinion time, and I talk to a lot of marketing people. Are CMOs focused on the wrong things in today's digital world? I, I would say, I, I don't think it's that, that they're focused on the wrong things. I think, again, it's just that there are so many things to be focused on that you have to, you have to narrow it down. You're not going to hire a CMO that is a whiz at every single thing that I just listed. Um, so you need to align the person that you're bringing on to your very specific mandate um, and goals of the organization and the most important thing that the organization is trying to accomplish. I do think though, to your point about digital, that the world has shifted in the last couple of years and it is, it shifted a few years before that. So your marketing leader needs to be someone who is constantly on their toes, who is reading everything, who is learning everything, who understands not only the landscape modern marketing, but all the new technologies um, and ways to get in front of your audience as possible. So it has to be somebody who's a hustler and who is always willing to, to learn more. What do CEOs of organizations who want to build the right marketing mix need to know? That's a really good question. And I am adamant about this at any organization I, I join. I think the CEO needs to do their homework. They need to they under, need to understand what type of CMO and the experience that they want them to have. So, for example, if your focus for your marketing organization is lead generation, then you need to hire someone with very specific demand generation engine design skills. If your focus is on brand awareness, you need to hire someone who has the ability to shape strong brands. Um, I see all too often firms aligning themselves with marketing leaders that don't quite fit what they're trying to accomplish. And that's a lose-lose for everybody. You know, no C new CMO wants to be put in that position and neither does the CEO. So my, my advice to CEOs is to do their homework, figure out exactly what experience you want the person to have, what the goals are that you're going to put in front of them, have some idea and this is not rocket science, but of course the marketing leader will come in and help to shape this, but you need to have some idea of the resources that you're willing to provide to be successful. Um, and I think, you know, also just being thoughtful, and we talked about this already about the type of person that you're pairing up with your sales leader and your product leader, because the three 
people in these, those three roles really need to align themselves well. We titled this series, the CMO series, Drivers of Revenue. You touched on this earlier. Is that really an appropriate title? Yeah, I love it. I'll be honest with you. It is the premise of my entire new business intentionally. Um, we believe that there aren't enough firms in our space that are positioning their marketing leaders and their marketing teams as drivers of revenue. And we pretty much exist to be the wingman of those marketing leaders who are trying to transform their organizations to have a more marketing, more modern marketing presence. If you think about it, and this is, again, this is, if you put some thought to this, the cost of maintaining sort of the traditional old school sales led model is exorbitant and it's not efficient. But if you shift some of those resources to a more digital model and a marketing driven model, you're bringing down your cost of acquisition, you're likely increasing your deal velocity, and you're only having your sales team spend time on doing what they do best, which is closing closing deals. So in my mind, yes, I love it. And I hope to help lots of organizations here over the next couple of years shift to a more modern marketing mindset. And sales professionals are not going to look at that and go, no, no, they don't. I think, I think they're right. I think sales professionals who are successful these days. And again, in my new role, seeing a lot of different firms, I think the best sales leaders want their sales teams to be pre be presented with the best opportunities and focus on closing. I think that they realize that the skill sets of the sales teams are not to do sort of the top of the funnel stuff or the brand stuff or the lead generation. I think they know exactly where their salespeople do best and they want to put them in those positions. So I think, and maybe I've just been lucky, but I think the more modern sales leaders have a good understanding of that. Let's talk intentionally. Like me, I'm sure there were a few others that jaw dropped leaving such a great company like Orion. So tell me a little bit more about the move and intentionally itself. Yeah. So it's funny. I feel like that question came to me a lot when I left eMoney too. And the truth of the matter is I love Orion. I love Eric Clark, my team that was there my sales leaders, obviously. But what I'll say is I think M&A is transforming businesses in a, in a major way. And that same mentor that I told you walked me through the process to plot out my career very intentionally also advised me very early on to have sort of a list of non-negotiables. And I, I have that in my phone sort of, I do, it's the truth. And it's, here's the things that are important to me in the roles that I am in. Um, and there are silly things like, maybe not silly, but some of the things that we talked about today, like alignment with the sales leader, understanding of the resources needed to hit goals, um, a seat at the table in terms of decision-making making at the executive and board levels. So things like this. And I think, you know, as Orion has shifted and transformed and gotten bigger and more successful, um, and I hope that they continue to do so, some of those boxes just weren't tucked for me anymore. And I think that, you know, when I talk to anybody who's asking for career guidance, the one thing I tell them is have your list, put it somewhere, hang it on your wall, put it in your phone, 
and live by it because then you can always tell yourself that if I'm in a situation that doesn't make sense for me anymore, I have the power to change it. And so again, my friends and pretty much family at Orion, I love them to death. Um, I miss them every day, but at the end of the day, this was the best decision for me based on sort of the, the goals that I have for my, my own career. Okay. That's your move. So what about your new firm? Tell me about that. Yeah. So intentionally was launched in May of last year under the premise, like I said, that we want to help financial services firms apply a more modern marketing. Um, We want to help firms turn marketing into a driver of revenue. And we want to be the wingman of amazing marketing leaders. Having sat in the CMO seat for as many years as I have, I know that I would have gotten nowhere if I didn't have amazing people around me. And because the role of CMO is so wide and has so many different um, responsibilities, while I was looking one way, I had great people looking the other way. If I was focused on something big and there was another big thing, I had great people behind me. So we just, we want to one, help businesses shift to modern marketing, to help marketing become a more true driver of revenue and a measurable driver of revenue. And then three, we want to be the wingman of amazing marketing leaders that just need extra hands to get the job done and to get it done well. So like I said, we launched in May. We are finding that this is a need of so many firms out there. Um, The reception has been amazing. We're so thankful to all of our existing clients and we're looking forward to what the next year has to bring. Our first guest in the new series, you've set the bar quite high. Thank you so much, Kelly. Thanks so much for having me. Please follow us for all the latest updates on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook, all at Advisorpedia. For everybody at Advisorpedia, our producer, Jakey Beard, and the Power Your Advice podcast team, this is Doug Heikenland.